All right, cool. Let's just ease into it. You had like a small loan of a million dollars? No, no, right? Oh, not even. <laughs> and I'm still going to work my full-time job. I'll just sleep one to two hours a day. Maybe Soya knows this because he walked in on me and I was sleeping on the couch. And he just decided to start working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> not as long as I'm going. I want to be at the gym early. I want to train a client at 5.30 in the morning and then book my schedule. What really drives you? What really motivates you? What do you want to do? What are you passionate about? <laughs> Show me. I, I know myself. I'm not going to be there. No, no, no. Go to your mom's head then. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, go to your mom's mom, head. Mom. Wait, so how many businesses have you started? Uh, This would be my fourth. Were you scared? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Come on. <laughs> like... There are five words that every gym bro mutters once in their lifetime. We should open a gym. Right next to me is a man who actually did it. He left his stable job and ventured off into this crazy world called entrepreneurship by opening up a gym, a niche gym that specifically specialized in barbell sports, meaning powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, or CrossFit. Folks, please help me welcome my good friend, my kuya, Maku Adelante. Yeah, so what's changed since you've opened up the new facility? Like what, I, like, obviously you started from like a smaller facility yeah. that like had like two, two combo, two combo racks. No, 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 no. Not, not even. I think we started with zero. Okay, so yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with like, how did, what was the first location like for people that don't know what Adelante looked like when you first opened up? So the original location had only two power racks, two of the West side bench racks um a rig that we thought was going to be utilized very often <laughs> ended up not and still there um and a makeshift deadlift platform with the rogue uh what do you call that frame <laughs> and then we had only dumbbells up to 50 uh-huh. um kettlebells from five to only yeah. i think 80 and a rower at a ghd machine regular pound plates, kilo bumper plates, because I was into weightlifting at the time. Yeah. CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and that was it. It was really bare bones. But that's, it's funny. I laugh because there's a few things that crossed my mind as you were mentioning some of those things. Some of those things, it was like, damn, that seemed like such a good idea at the time. And now looking back. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I use some of those things too, because I was there with you thinking to myself, yeah, you got this like rogue frame where I could like, put bands and deadlift on it and i did that for a while then, yeah yeah i never use it again i never use it again nobody used the the pegs even at the new place let me see. even at the new place right yeah the, we had a request to put the band pegs on one of the platforms and now it's just okay we have plywood and rubber and then that's our deadlift platform yeah and i go how are we gonna do this so evan uh-huh our general manager there, he figured it out and he goes, I'm not doing that for all of them because this was a, a pain okay. to do. What do you do? He, the way he bolted it on, yeah. I got it, but it almost made it damn near impossible to replicate that again and okay. get the right screw and make sure that it holds. Okay. He goes, yeah, never again. And then once he did it, literally maybe one person used it <laughs> out of the hundred people or so that requested it. And even the main person that kept bugging about it kept asking about it i don't even see use it <laughs> so now it's just a tripping hazard at that point oh gosh that's funny that's actually really funny it's like um you know in hindsight i guess i guess so like to like 
the way I'm thinking about things is more so like an opportunity cost because you were, you started off with the gym. You had like a small loan of a million dollars. No, yeah, right? Oh, uh, not even. <laughs> I liquidated my, my previous job. If nobody has heard the story yet. How did you, how, how did you open up a gym with such uh good equipment? You know, even though like, like we may not have not used uh, equipment as much as you would like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was still quality equipment. Yeah. You know, it was very expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How did you open up the shop with that? So I had a full-time job prior and I always had the idea of trying to open up a gym, but wasn't sure to go about it, like how to. And then I just go back to my business class where all we did was write business plans, business plans. I could write one in my sleep type, you know, just like a book. And then I go, why, why am I not implementing that skill? And then stuck at this nine to five that I don't even like, that I'm not probably getting paid nearly the amount of work that I'm doing. Like I'm not getting compensated for this. Yeah. And long story short with that, I was like breaking out, getting weight, losing weight, sporadically losing sleep. And I was like, fuck this. I just, I'm going to do it. Right. So then in that two year time, in that position as the director or um, facility administrator or what have you, I just saved up, stacked up, maxed out 401k IRA, Roth IRA. And then I took all that out. Because I realized that if you do pull that and put it into a small business account, yeah, there's little to no tax implications on it. Don't, okay. I'm not a CPA, so don't take that advice. <laughs> but I didn't realize it. And I go, oh, shoot, they're not asking for anything. I put it somewhere. And then um, I just stumbled upon a location. I said, all right, pull the trigger. It wasn't even on the market. It was just passing by in my neighborhood. And then doing a lot of the legwork beforehand, it was getting frustrating because negotiating dollar per square foot, where is it located? How do we get about it? How do we get to the main street? Is it off Parkway? Is it off 78, 22? How easy is it to commute? These are all things that I thought about. I go, how's the surrounding environment? And now, granted, the original location probably wasn't the best location, but it's something that was affordable, doable. And with everything I, I pulled out and even liquidated most of my portfolio too, maybe half, I was like, all right, we have operating expenses for the year. I could put the down payment for beginning and uh, first and last month's rent and then the security deposit and then equipment. I go, okay, there's 85 grand. Do I do it? Fuck it, do it. And then I go, I, I don't think I could st- sustain um opening it up and not working. So I went back to becoming a hemodialysis technician, you know, because the hours were better for me. I could work early, like four or 30 in the morning till about six or seven. And then I have time to go work at the gym, go work on the gym actually from October to December and open in January. So it was just a grind early, early on, like painting. That's insane. That's insane. You basically left just a very stable job that was making good money. And mm-hmm. uh, you decided to follow your instinct. You followed desired. You 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 followed your desire to open up this tr- mm-hmm. gym. Um, were you scared? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Come on, like yeah, like when it came down to to a deadline and getting the flooring in and getting actually seeing the funds being spent and invested into the business, and then still having to go to work and realizing that the dollars you were getting paid at work. Well, going back as a tech, I go, I, I'm not going to recoup this money for 
at least five years. In my head, any business would think that, you know, you don't make money until two, two to five years. Mm-hmm. So then it did, I did get really scared up until the first quarter because I'm a numbers guy. I see it and I go, okay, cool. Right, I'm going to invest 85 grand, put that away, operating expenses and whatnot. And I'm still going to work my full-time job. I'll just sleep one to two hours a day. Yeah. Not too many people knew that. Or actually, maybe Soya knows this because he walked in on me and I was sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And he just decided to start working. I was like, I guess it'll start working out. And I wake Wait, up. Wait, so Soya walked in. He just walks in and starts working the, out. The physical therapist is working with you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're napping on the couch. Yeah, because I came from a 15-hour shift and I go, oh, I got to open up the gym at 5 a.m. Sheesh. I mean, granted, there was maybe one person that came in at 5, 5.30, and then nobody up until maybe 7 or 8. So what was driving you during this time? Like, what was it? Was Were you thinking to yourself, man, I want shiny Lamborghinis and I want that? Um, because most people, when they want that, they probably go into like, I don't know, um, they would probably stay where you were at. You were making good money, you know? Mm. But you said, uh, no, I want to open up my own gym. Mm. I want to be my own boss. I want to have meaning in my life. What was motivating you to do that mm. when it was just, the signs weren't there that were showing that this was a sprouting business. What was motivating you through that? I just wanted freedom of Mm -hmm. my time. And if I knew if I put the work in early, it'll come back to me somehow. And I have no one to blame for it except myself. Damn. So you really went with nothing but faith and a dream. I wouldn't say faith. Yeah. You had faith that you were going to be free. You were going to be free one day. One day. One day. Still not. Would you consider yourself free right now? I mean, I could come over in the middle of the day and do a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Not not yet. Not 1,000%. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. But I don't think we'll ever even get to that point. Yeah. All right. Because if you open a business, that's your baby. Yeah. So I don't think freedom to me is being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. With only the limitation, well, I can say limitation. Like I want to be at the gym early. I want to train a client at five thirty in the morning and then mm. book my schedule. Mm. I want to take a break at ten o'clock, mm. right? Mm. But what's the trade off? I'll pay somebody to be there, or mm-hmm. I'll pay somebody to do this. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a sense, yeah, I am free because you have the tools, or I always see money as a tool mm-hmm. to get you to that point, right? What's the point of hoarding it? Yeah. As opposed to like when you were working as a direct, you said facilities director. Yeah. And you have to be there at 9 a.m. whether you want to or not. Even overtime. Even (laughs) overtime. Overtime over the weekend. Yeah. I remember spending, grinding out a full three months. It was during the summertime. Just said, fuck it to summertime. Yeah. Because I had to get the unit open over at Palisades Medical Center. And that was the worst time of my life. I think the time that I put in wasn't anywhere near my salary. I, I probably should have been paid my salary within those three months. Gotcha. Gotcha. Of work. Because it was like 80 to 100 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I love, I, I guess you have like that mentality that like if it's up to me, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, and um, that's very true. Like that's very uh, sincere way of putting your self-worth is uh rather than complaining about it 
and complaining about your job and complaining about your boss why they're not paying you more you're yeah. like yeah i'm just gonna go get it i'm gonna yeah, go, go make get money yeah okay i love that I love just that. like when i told you well i didn't tell you to just <laughs> get up and leave then you know just having that conversation with you what, what really drives you you know what really motivates you what do you want to do what are you passionate about you know i i agree with you in that it's the meaning you know uh when you are working with somebody so what i was doing before is i was working an office job um and like that was cool and all it, it was nice the people there were nice but what i really enjoyed was when i helped somebody lose 20 30 40 pounds mm-hmm. and their confidence went up mm-hmm. i thought that was like okay that was cool that was cool yeah that's great and then we did it again and um you know every time it just seemed as if uh i guess for lack of a better word i had meaning mm-hmm. you know i had meaning I, had, I helped somebody else. You felt fulfilled. I felt fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ver- I felt very fulfilled by that. And I guess that's what I chase after is um, trying to help others uh, become better versions of themselves, uh, even if they don't know how to, because it's really not that hard. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can do it, anybody else can do it. That's mm-hmm. my attitude about it. Mm-hmm. So that's really what's motivating me. And I think secondly to that, I agree with you is the freedom, you know, the freedom to say, I want to do this now, so I'm going to do this now. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's going to be an opportunity cost with everything that you do, yeah. but you're choosing which one is worth more to you. And that's a pretty fair trade off to me. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to feel like you don't have a choice. I hear that very often. Yeah. Some people, I don't have a choice. You always do have a choice. Yeah. It's just that this one makes more sense to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, or, and that could be for a lot of reasons. It could be because you're conditioned that way. Right. That you only think in that manner. Mm-hmm. Or life could be good. And it's just like, I don't want to put myself back like a few years. Yeah. Because life is good right now, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I get it. You got food in your in your fridge. Yeah. You know, you come home, you have a nice quiet evening. and And, and I get it. But sometimes I live for that, like, damn, I got to get this done by, like, tomorrow, even if it means I stay up all night, mm. 3 a.m., and I got to get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I live for that, like, anxiety a little bit, too. Yeah. No, I, I noticed that about you, knowing you through the years. You you work well with your back against the wall. Yeah, if you're weird. between a rock and a hard place, I don't know what it is, but it's like gun to your head. Would you do it? Yeah. Remember the same thing I was saying? Yeah. If your mom was in the trunk. Right. Yeah. You had to be here at 5 a.m. And the only way she was going to live and not have me. Drive the car <laughs> wait, 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 rephrase it the way you said it to me the first time. Remember? Was it, Do you remember? If your mom was in the trunk. No, you said, you said, you said, you said, you said, gun to your head. Gun to your head. <laughs> and somebody says, yeah, you got to be here at the gym at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. What would I do? I was like, shoot me i I know myself i'm not gonna be there yeah i'm not gonna be there and then you're like then i go to your mom's head then i'm like yeah go to your mom's head not my mom see that's crazy because external motivators i I mean motivation waivers but external motivators or reasons are probably a lot stronger than for ourselves you know we we think of ourselves as self-preserving yeah but when it comes to i need to do this for somebody else because i care about them and i love them and i don't want them to die yeah that's way more profound than saying, oh, because I want to take care of myself. I don't know why. And even like, I'll go back well, my phone. You see it in the way that you run your business, you know, because, you so? yeah, I mean, you've, one of the things that's well known said at uh, ABC is Ohana, you know, family. Um, after every meet that we've been, 
uh, there's like multiple meets that have been hosted at Adelante Barber Club. And at the end of it, it's always like, hey, guys, gathering for like a family picture. Yeah, yeah. And even though the faces change every time, it's still like the energy and the aura that you bring in of like, at the end of the day, I'm this is why we're still open is because of you guys. And I'm grateful for every one of you for yeah. contributing not only to the overhead, but also like the community, you know, because you bring me meaning, you bring me because because it's, it's like this didn't exist in 2017 mm-hmm. in 2018 it didn't exist then and even today i would say it still doesn't exist where like y- you go you meet people you hang out with people you become friends you might eventually like go out to drinks as a group on a saturday mm-hmm. night and um like i think of jeremy jeremy came from chicago and he came yeah. to adelante and then after a long time after a few months like he became quickly acclimated with uh the the area i'm sorry with the people there mm-hmm. And then he's out to drinks. He's got friends. He's got his group, you know, yeah. and it's cool because it's like, dude, he came from Chicago. You yeah. Know? You don't know anybody here. We welcomed him. With open yeah. Arms. Welcomed him with open arms. He actually brought his mom. Did he? I remember that first day. <laughs> I remember we went Sign to, you remember we went to Cast Iron and he was uh, a Korean barbecue grill. I didn't realize he was um, vegan, vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian. I was like, oh man. <sighs> and he still came. And he still came. He still came. <laughs> and, you know, I think to myself, like, uh, for example, like me, you know, with what I'm doing. That started at Adelante. Oh, actually. That started at Adelante. You let me yeah. train people at Adelante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let yeah. me train people at Adelante. Yeah. You, you you weren't really, um, you know, other gym owners might have been like, all right, if you want to do personal training, you got to work here as a personal trainer. Yeah, no. Nah, no, you let me start out there. I was yeah. like, damn, dude, I've, I've got it good. Just like with with any any lending hand, right? Even, even when Soy started there too, I go, dude, you don't have to pay me rent. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to get up and running. And when you feel you're comfortable or you're good, then we'll figure that out later. Yeah. You've so, always been like that, man. You've yeah. always been like that, where it's just like selfless, selfless, selfless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other people might think different, but whatever. Hey, everybody. You know, <laughs> everybody's got an asshole. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, always like helping people out. And yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to get to on my phone here. I was going to show you. And this has been on my phone for forever. Who benefits? And there's only literally one name there. It's Nini. Mm-hmm. Like after meeting her, and I just realized, I go, damn, I'm going to do this for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's helped me out so much. Um, and I don't know why I just want to do better, improve myself, be better all day, every day. You know, where did you uh, where'd you grow up, bro? Me? Yeah, where'd you grow up? I was born in the Philippines, but I came here young, and then I grew up in Irvington, and then moved to Union, which wasn't too far from Irvington. It was literally maybe a block down. So describe Irvington for the audience that does not know what Irvington was like in, <laughs> what, circa 1990? It was a nice place. <laughs> it was nice. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, when you when you don't know what's going on, I mean, it's. I think it's fine. You, know, you just kind of had to be home or with your other friends when it got dark uh-huh. you know we'd play on one street hennessy place um and then when it got really dark we just went to the backyard or inside the house uh, we didn't know why okay but they were like you just gotta go inside the house or okay mm. oh yeah oh because there's no light to play <laughs> like oh the street lights aren't bright enough so i can't see the ball that's what we thought uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. we're very naive to that but then come to kind of think of it I, I saw why, you know, immigrant parents would say, don't be on the street late at night because they, they go through it. Yeah. They see it. Yeah. Know? And they're just looking out for our safety because they know we're naive. 
yeah. will run up to the ice cream truck and not even thinking twice about it. What would happen at the ice cream? Oh, nothing. Nothing really. If there was a group of us, we'd be like, we just never go alone. That's all we, we were taught to. Just don't go by yourself. <laughs> or if it's not the ice cream <laughs> truck, don't go to that car. <laughs> like, you know, who's trying to jack a, a fat Asian kid? <laughs> 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 yeah it was weird but I, I didn't really think much of it yeah definitely i wouldn't even say rough because if you if you never perceived it that way at mm-hmm. a young age then i think it's fine even that's driving deep. through those streets I, I think it's fine that's deep yeah that's deep it's like you don't really think it's rough until somebody else tells you that was rough and you're like was it really i i didn't know because didn't realize. you just were going through it it was just home yeah, you're just home. Yeah. Well, yeah. Living right across the bodega, that's was home. Yeah, yeah, it was just a normal thing to do. Yeah. You get those sour patches for 10 cents. The handful, you get what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 cents, yeah. For like that, that's, those are good days. Yeah. The little hugs, too. The huggies, yeah. 20, the huggies, huggies. The huggies. 25 cents. Best drinks out there. Oh, so delicious. <laughs> the little ice ice pops. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah man. So what's next for Adelante Barbell Club? What do you have planned? We actually we'll be opening up our own brazilian jiu-jitsu studio okay in partnership with rolling bear excuse me lydia coleman will be our head instructor she's a black belt um she just competed at worlds nice she's badass (laughs) nice that means she could kill us most likely yeah dang okay that's awesome she could incapacitate your your arms and your legs yeah yeah and you're dead (laughs) So so she's gonna be running her own studio there um so we're not allowed to sublease okay so the way we have the agreement is hey you could attach your name mm-hmm. to it and say mm-hmm. at adelante see more selflessness right more selflessness, okay. because if i were to do that then our lease goes bye-bye mm-hmm. right so it's still under the well i opened up a new llc instead of adelante fitness now called ohana is massive oh and that's kind of like oh, I play am. on things yeah okay on oh i am um, it's a play on my other business that I started way back when, uh-huh. which not too many remember, um, massive clothing. Wait, so how many businesses have you started? Uh, this would be my fourth. Fourth business? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's just in you. Like you just had no choice. That's, that's what my dad said the like, other day Like you just too. have no choice. It's just yeah. predestined for you to just run He businesses. said you just never like listening to a boss. You never <laughs> like listening to other people. Well, I listen in a way of, oh, it's going to make me better. I'll listen to them. Uh, but if it's telling me what to do uh-huh. with my time, uh-huh. I don't know what it is. I have the <laughs> urge to say no. <laughs> I'm going to do something else, even though it's it'd be bad for me. Like, yeah. it'd be bad. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. It's like it's something like, in me. I think somebody well, called that a opposition opposition defiance disorder mm, where opposition yeah where it's like uh if your mom told you like or like as you're taking out the trash yeah your mom tells you to take out the trash all of a sudden you don't want to take out the trash it's no like more. i was already taking out but okay but now that you said that <laughs> i'm not gonna do it oh wash the dishes i was already gonna do it but you know what not gonna do it no more do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was like that yeah yeah i feel you i feel you on that it's just something new you gotta work, always be working on like some new projects yeah. So now you got yeah. this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu stuff. Yeah. You got any other projects that you're thinking about? Um, just more. More. Yeah. There's more. That yeah. We have in, in the store. Just launched this clothing. This uh, this new drop. Oh, the, the polo bear. Yeah. There goes shameless plug. Way back. <laughs> Why the, the polo bear thing? No, I grew up on that polo bear. Um, and even then, a, a part of my life just trying to get whatever I could that was polo. You know, mm-hmm. it felt kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm cool wearing polo and mm-hmm. then even then my mom would come back with some 
stuff from the polo outlet, you know, that nobody really knew about or Tommy Hilfiger stuff. And that ah, so that's so beautiful. It's a kind of like a play on your past and as well as your future. Yeah, it was retro before it was retro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I cringe, but I get it. And I love to see it. The, the trend coming back. Um, they're wearing baggy clothing, the nice clothes. Yeah. This is how hoodies were worn like back then. The tight stuff wasn't really my thing ever. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the oversized tees. Yeah, and they're oversized. wearing that now. They think that's a new thing. I go, nah, that's that was Soldier Boy been doing been doing that. I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been doing that. <laughs> Soldier like, Boy with the okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> or like the socks <laughs> took over the sweatpants, so you don't get that that uh, air coming in. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you don't feel that breeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw people do that. I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. I okay. think I'm going to start doing that too. And then they make it a fashion style. Like, okay, but you don't go back to realizing why we did that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. To keep the breeze out. Well, you know, everything repeats. Everything repeats. Yeah, but sometimes your pants would be too small for you and it'd be high water, so you cover that. <laughs> that's it. Or you're hiding money in there, so. so. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I, uh, thank you for coming out. I appreciate you uh, hopping on the pod. Um Folks, if, if people want to reach out to you, if people want to contact you, how are they going to contact you? How can they contact you? They can DM me. DM Makuna you. Matata. Makuna Matata. Spell that out for the people that don't uh, know what it's like. Would I be able to spell it phonetically? And then whoever figures it out, <laughs> they can DM me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. I forgot what A was. Okay. Got it. Mike Alpha Kilo Uniform underscore. November, oh, no, November. November. Okay. November Alpha underscore Mike Alpha Tango Alpha. So that's Mike Alpha Kilo Uniform underscore November Alpha underscore Mike Alpha Tango Alpha. <laughs> that's how he say my last name too. And I spelled it because I hated it telling it over the phone. Oh, Spell your last name. I go, you're going to mess it up, but uh -huh. can I spell it phonetically? And the rest of the world knows the phonetic alphabet for some reason, except America, America, which they're American words. <laughs> <laughs> alpha, Delta, Echo, Lima, Alpha, November, Tango, Echo. See, that rolls off my tongue faster because I had to repeat that. That's my last name. Alpha, Delta, Echo, Lima, Alpha, November, Tango, Echo. <laughs> yeah, see? Adelante. Adelante. I love that. That's your last name, too. I love that. Adelante. Siempre para adelante, nunca para atrás. Always para forward, atrás. never backwards. Yeah, yeah. A that's lot of people don't know that either. No, no, no. That's no. the meaning of the whole point. I, it's uh, just so happens to be my last name, but the whole point was to be forward. Mm -hmm. A forward, forward thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, I thought you did that intention. I was like, oh, that's a cool name for a gem. Like, mm. come walk in and I see a Filipino owner. I'm like, oh, you speak Spanish? Do hablas español? Uh, sí, sí. <laughs> ¿Cómo se dice? <laughs> ¿Dónde está? <laughs> ¿Al baño? <laughs> oh, but that's excellent. But again, thank you for hopping on. Um, yeah, no problem. It's man. a pleasure. Um, folks, if you want to contact us, we are uh, at adaptations underscore underscore. Mine is uh, at Jorge.dapt. That's uh, Instagram handles. Mm. Um, or go visit www.teamadaptations.com. I'm going to get that. Oh, I like that. I'm going to keep that good one.